The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore, and do, for you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Last December, none of us could have predicted today. A pandemic that has altered our our world and our, our daily life. The sudden illness of Father Hemberger and his passing. None of us could have predicted these events that has affected every single one of us in this church. And so today we begin our journey into Advent by pondering the future. A future which, again, this year we can't predict. This will naturally cause some fear, some anxiety. But again, just as last year, we are gathered here because of our Catholic faith, our faith in Jesus Christ who tells us never, never, ever give in to fear. Jesus warned his disciples, he said, people will die of fright in anticipation of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. But our Lord went further. He told us that in the face of our fears, in the face of our anxiety, to pray. He said, be vigilant at all times and pray that you will have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent and to stand before the Son of Man. Praying when we're anxious, when we're upset, feels counterintuitive. So as we are entering into this, this new liturgical season and continuing to have to face this coronavirus and the different things in our own lives, I offer some, some suggestions of how to pray when you're anxious and afraid. The first comes from Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. He wrote, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, I've preached about this before, gratitude. But as uh, Bishop Gilmore says, that a good homeless has one, maybe two good homilies that he gives. 
and then he just repeats them over and over and over. So one of my themes is gratitude, and appropriately so, because you and I as Catholics, we we come together to celebrate the Eucharist, which is a, a word, a Greek word that means thanksgiving. So gratitude. It's an antidote to fear and anxiety and pretty much whatever ails us spiritually. So three ways to pray gratefully. You and I as Catholics, we like litanies. They're calming. There's, and the church is set up here perfectly in a Benedictine fashion for a litany. So you would give a title of Jesus or Mary and you would respond, pray for us or have mercy on us. It's just a back and forth, back and forth back and forth. And in that style of prayer, it kind of calms us down. So instead of doing a a title and a response like we're used to, what you might do is to create your own litany of thanksgiving. Maybe 10 or 15 or 20 litanies of things that you are thankful for, situations or people, and then respond, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So a litany of thanksgiving. A second way would be what I call a gratitude journal. Now, normally in spiritual direction, when I tell some man, well, you really need to start a journal, they look at you, you know, like, I don't think so. They're thinking like my my sister, she had this wonderful little, I think it was probably a, a pink diary you know, about this big, and it had a little lock on it with a little key as if I couldn't get into it. That's not the type of journal or diary that I'm talking about, you know. No, I'm talking about at the end of the day, just reflecting upon maybe two or three incidences of that day or people that you're thankful for. And you write that down. Because one of the faculties of our spiritual soul is our memory. And if you are like me, whenever I go to sleep, all of those memories seem to go into the pillow and I forget the next day. So having a gratitude journal allows me to remember how grateful I am and how present God is in my life. And the final way of praying gratefully is all of us try to pray the rosary each day, and we reflect upon the mysteries of the life of Jesus. But I would suggest that maybe for one of the decades or maybe even for the whole rosary, each of the beads, think of a person or situation or even a challenge that you are thankful for. Bring it to mind and then pray the Hail Mary. Honestly, if you do it on each bead of the rosary, by the time you get to that fifth decade, you're going to be digging deep to find things that you're thankful for. It might be for running water or whatnot, but that's good, isn't it? Because we sometimes really do need to dig deep to realize just how blessed we are. When we do this, when we are grateful, you will find your anxiety and your fear lessening. The second scripture passage that I offer you to pray when you are anxious is from Mark's gospel, chapter 6, verse 50. And it's when Jesus was walking on the water. 
Now, Mark's gospel is very important because this year we're going to be in Mark's gospel pretty much the whole year. Mark was probably the first of the gospels to be written. Peter and Paul were murdered about 63, 65 AD. And towards the end of that decade is when Mark finally sat down and said, I need to get this down on papyrus. I need to get this on paper. Otherwise, the story of Jesus is going to be lost. Up to that time, it was just orally told to one another. So he was probably the first to write the story down. Whenever you read Mark's gospel, which takes about a half hour, listen carefully. You're going to hear the voice of St. Peter. Jean-Marc was a companion of Peter. And so he traveled with him. And he would have, his gospel would have been from the preaching of St. Peter. But Mark recorded, immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. You'll find that line throughout scriptures. Do not be afraid. Once when I was barraged with anxious thoughts because of a, of a situation that was out of my control, I suddenly had the inspiration. If this situation is from the Lord, then I can accept it. I'm going to therefore assume that this cross is from the Lord. That was a game changer for me. The cross was just as heavy, but I knew if Jesus was asking me to carry it, then he would help me to carry it. This is along the same lines from the Old Testament of Job, who said that if I accept the good things from the Lord, why can I not accept the bad? And Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, who said, Father, let this cup pass but let your will be done, not mine. As we begin our Advent, the church asks us to look to the future, not fearfully, but with hope and faith. What does the future bring? We can't see that far today. But what we can see today is the Lord's presence among us. He is here with us where two or three are gathered in my name. He is present in the confessional when our sins are mercifully forgiven. And he is present in the Eucharist that we adore and that we will share this morning. Psalm 27 says, The Lord Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? A simple reminder, but an important one for us today. Fiat, let it be so.